Headline Hollywood. Entertainment cronies and cinema elitists hand out awards for excellence in moving pictures. Sometimes the winners don't hold up to the test of time. So we're here in the future to tell them how they got it wrong. This is Switch the Envelope. Welcome to Switch the Envelope, the podcast that usually aims at rewriting Hollywood history. Usually. But today, we're going to go back inside our own history. We're going to pull some greatest hits of the year. That's right. It's a best of 2018. Team, team, team. <laughs> you know, I could just add reverb. Just just saying. But I do it so well. Team, 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 team. But yeah, that's right. We've uh, pulled some of the best... From the best best tracks, some of the best parts of 2018 that maybe you haven't heard because our podcast is sometimes so fucking long. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a gem from last year in which we talk about one of Jeff's favorite movies starring Sylvester Stallone. Yep. No, not, not that movie. The other movie starring Sylvester Stallone that Jeff loves so much. That's right. Here we go. Do you remember which, uh, which episode this was from? Yeah, I have no fucking clue. Cool. Enjoy the clip. A movie that I know Jeff loves. I know Jeff loves this movie. Sense and Sensibility? No. I enjoyed this movie when I watched it, but it's a bad movie. Weird Science? Cliffhanger. Oh, God, I love this movie. <laughs> Cliffhanger. I absolutely love this movie. Cliffhanger is a real fun movie. This is and one it, of you know, Sylvester Stallone's best movies. It's a real bad movie, but it, it's so bad it's good. No, but it's a good action movie. I if mean, you're looking for an action movie, this is one of the best. There's not a lot of substance it's got, to the movie, but... Wait, yeah. it's got the guy, the lead character from Cool Runnings, plays a terrorist. <laughs> okay? It's got John Lithgow, yeah, John Lithgow. playing the lead terrorist. In he it. helps elevate the, the, whole, the whole thing. Nah, you can't elevate... Ter- you can't elevate Cliffhanger. It yeah, is just a straight-up action film. It, it has some, some really bad special effects, and then it also has some really tense... What special uh, like effects are in it? Other like than, I mean, when the helicopter blows up and crashes. But that's not like, really. That they. I mean. No, the miniature work is real bad in it. Like it looks like a plastic model that they put a firecracker on. It's it's real bad. <laughs> well, first of all, it was so because remember, you know, you're not gonna, you don't have haters unless you're popping, right? Oh yeah. So yeah. that movie was so good that you actually had Ace Ventura from yeah. Nature Calls parody it. Yeah. With you the had you had there was a porn movie that came out called Cliff Banger. Cliff Banger. <laughs> So you have that's where Kevin Costner got to start, right? Oh yeah, Kevin yeah. Costner started starred Cl- in that movie. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger is actually a really good movie for people who want to watch an action movie that doesn't inquire, it doesn't need a lot of thinking. It, it's the best of the sort of meathead action movies where it's just like ah guns explosions, bruh. you know, like the like it's no, not it's not a diehard level say, action movie. I wouldn't diehard is I a think really good movie. I think it's that's also no. an action movie. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not like got great dialogue or anything. Come on, it's no, an action it's, movie. It's got a good story. It's got a really good like bad guy, good guy thing. The whole quest to get through the I building actually is, think, is really compelling. And I know this, you're not going to agree with this, but I actually think that the problem with Cliffhanger is I think John Lithgow goes a little over the top. I think he's actually one of the problems with that movie because oh, he gets a little yeah. too bad Interesting. in that movie. He's, he's a little too like angry and scary. Like, why would this guy that's trying to steal money be so angry and shooting everybody and killing everybody just for these bags of money? Because it's a bad script. By the way, you realize that Cliffhanger <laughs> is the exact same story as Die Hard, right? It's the exact kind of. same story. Only on a mountain and not... Yeah. 
But but that's what I'm saying. Die Hard, it is a team of terrorists. But Die Hard is a good movie. Not terrorists. Cliffhanger it's a team of is, robbers is not as great, but still fun. But it's a team of robbers that go and they steal a bunch of money, mm-hmm. and there's this one virtuous guy who is just there by accident, mm-hmm. and he ends up taking on the entire team. It is it is the exact same story as Die Hard. It's like Fast and the Furious and Point Break, except that the bad guy's plot in Die Hard is multifaceted. They pretend to be there for one thing, but they're really there for another thing. You know, like there's that whole. There is a death falling from, from very high distance though in both movies. In so, both movies, you know, and the main character who is British in both movies, yeah, dies from falling off. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, moving on. <clears throat> Uh, no, let's just make this whole about the whole thing about cliffhanger. About cliffhanger, yeah. This okay, is a so, retrospective on cliffhanger. By the way, I will say one more thing about cliffhanger. It is one of Sylvester Stallone's highest grossing movies. It might be. It, yeah. No, it, 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 that's a, that's a fact. Yeah. He's only had three. I think it's the only movie that was not a series, like Rambo uh-huh. and a standalone. Yeah. A standalone. It's only, I think it's the only one that actually did over. You mean Cop, Copland did, didn't do? Copland didn't. Hmm. No. Yeah, that's a really good movie, but. Nobody saw it. Yeah, apparently he 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 didn't work out for that movie. No, he's very he ate, large. Like a lot of pancakes. Yeah. For he that ate movie. all the pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> he did for free too. Oh yeah, Copland did that movie for free. Did he, oh did he really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's a good movie. Like I think that's one of his like best movies. Like in the caliber of best movies. For people don't want Sports, Sly Stone for, for Sly, good Sly movies. They want to blow shit up. I like I like it when people try. <laughs> Dude. Ask, but ask anybody how many people have seen The Expendables mm. and how many people have seen Copland. See, but The Expendables is real fun. <laughs> <laughs> people like Sylvester Stallone in like badass action movies. I, I agree. Yeah, but he does have chops. He just doesn't use them. <laughs> what great clip! Yeah, and I think you're still you're still on our Christmas episode with that ho ho ho. Oh, I was a little ho ho hoey with it. <laughs> There we go. Ah, there, we there we go. go. I feel pretty, that. I feel that. I've retuned for the new year. Yep. Retuned it. <clears throat> um, yeah, so this next clip is uh, when we did our <clears throat> our analysis of Val Kilmer's part in Tombstone. He was an alternate on our list for a Best Supporting Actor of that year. Not nominated, but we gave him a fighting chance. He became the quintessential Doc Holliday. Yes, he did. So listen to this clip of us, you know, running Val Kilmer through our five finger metric. Yeah, we're gonna give him the finger, or s- several, or several fingers. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, Val, Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday in Tombstone is Doc Holliday an Oscar caliber role? Absolutely. Yes. There's no way that's not an Oscar caliber role. He did so much to for that role. Yeah. Not only did he do a lot personally uh, to get where he needed to be for that role. He is the anchor of that movie. But not only that. Like when the movie's you, cool without him, but he makes it epic. But not only that, when you think now of the gunfight at the OK Corral, mm-hmm. you think of Val Kilmer's Shooting a shotgun. Doc Holliday. Yeah. I mean, that's the person you think of. He became the Kleenex to tissue paper. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he came the Band-Aid to bandages. Right? Exactly. Uh, okay, would the movie be the same with a different actor? Absolutely not, because they made the same movie with yeah, a different exactly. actor, and it wasn't as good. <laughs> it was fucking terrible, and the actor they used was actually a good actor, and it was terrible. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, is this an example of their best work? Yes. I would say the only other movie that comes close to it is um, 
Wonderland. He does a fantastic job in Wonderland. But I would still say this one is better. This is this is some of his best. His, I would say this is his best work. There's a there's a movie where he plays an inmate with a goatee and he's fat. Um, where he's really good in the movie. I don't remember the name of this movie. Uh, it's some, not real genius. No, it's not real genius. Uh, <laughs> That's some of his best work. He he, yeah, he plays an inmate in a prison. And he's got a goatee and he's fat. Velcomer. Um, Must be recent. It's not that recent, but it's more recent than Tombstone. Uh, he's really good in that movie. Um, but I don't remember the name of that movie. But he um, he definitely, this is one of his, his best. I'm of the opinion that this is his best. Okay, he gets a point. Three. Uh, is he believable as Doc Holliday? I think, we, yeah. I think we've already, <laughs> uh, you know, waxed poetically enough to Even though the story is completely wrong and Doc Holliday probably wasn't even there. Doesn't matter. I don't even care. Nah. No. I, yeah, I believe he has tuberculosis. I believe he was, a, you know... A, this awesome gunfighter. Absolutely. And what's funny is in all of his movies, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, his trick that he does in every single movie, he always puts a, a finger trick in every movie. It's like his signature. He does it in every single movie he's ever done. Does he do it in Top Gun? He does it in Top Gun. He does a finger trick in Top Gun? He does a finger trick in Top Gun. I know he does, he does a little mouth bite. His mouth bite, but he yeah. also does it with a pen oh, in Top Gun. That's right. In every movie he does a finger trick. Hmm. But in Tombstone, is, I think Tombstone's got to be the only movie where the finger trick becomes... A part of the character. It, it's like a it's poker a coin. chip. Or is it a coin? It's a coin or a poker chip. Maybe it's both. Yeah. yeah. But that becomes part of his character. And that's, I think, the only movie where it really felt like part of the character. But in every movie does it. Yeah. And it now like I'm going to be so aware when I watch Val Kilmer in a movie. Like, Anytime you see Val Kilmer, you're going to see, even um, back to Real Genius, he does some kind of finger huh. trick in every single movie. That's It's like Brad Pitt eating. Yeah, he eats in every single movie. Like, well, in almost, crazy. in almost every scene, he's got gum or he's eating something <laughs> or, you know, yeah. Like the first time in Fight Club when he calls calls uh, calls him on the phone, he's eating on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and are you invested in this character? Yes. Absolutely. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. After seeing this movie, I was like, I want to, I want a cowboy hat. Like, I do not like, like. Uh, Actually, I just wanted to, I just want to have a side by side shotgun. But. Yeah right. <laughs> I I wanted to be a cowboy so bad. Oh, not a cowboy like a like a sheriff because cowboys were bad guys. But like, um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to be like a fucking small town sheriff in. Although the guy that plays you know, Johnny Ringo, you know the guy from yeah. Navy Seals or no all those uh, movies. That guy, he was so good in that movie. There is a litany of great acting happening. I think it's one of but, Kurt Russell's best roles. You've got Sam Elliott. You got yeah. um was it I think it, Kurt uh, Russell's best role is actually backdraft, but that's a really good role for him too. Yeah. Um Kurt Russell Sam is Elliott, such a is, badass. This is definitely Sam Elliott's ba- best role. It's yeah, it's one of his this best movie, roles. This movie, I mean, without Sam Elliott, it's kind is of it, a little um, less Bill Paxton is great in this movie. I don't yeah. think it's his best role though. I think he's kind of a weaker I mean it's better role. than Twister. <laughs> actually I thought he was better in Twister. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's way better in Twister than he was in. Uh, he Twister's was the weaker not a movie. You don't like Twister? It's fine. I think it's a fun movie. It's really dated. It doesn't hold up. A, Never. A it ton. didn't hold up back then either. I, yeah, I know. But it was. It was. It's. I think it's a fun movie. It is fun. It is fun. Ooh, yeah. Totally deserved all of those fingers. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, my favorite time of year is Halloween. Gory, how about oh, you? I, I enjoy the Halloween. Yeah, and we did our. What was it called? It was our top twenty. Best horror films episode. Yeah, and so this next clip will be our number one, our number one on our list. Ooh, what was it? Why don't we let them, why don't we let the audience listen? Yeah, yeah. You'll find out in just a swoosh. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. What's our number one scary movie, Jeff? All right. The number one scary movie was made because oh, drum roll. anybody who's ever seen this movie has been scared shitless. This movie scars you for life. Okay. Drum roll. Nope. No sound effect. The winner of the top 20 list of the best scary movies of all time is The Exorcist. Yes! Oh, this movie is so terrifying! Oh my god. This is like, you know, I I watched this movie as a first date. They re-released this movie in theaters uh, like 1999 or 2000, something like that, where they added extra footage of her like doing the spider crawl and they added faces and stuff. And, you know, everybody in, in the theater, as I was like sort of scanning the theater and like even my date, who ended up being my wife, um, she she was sitting with her dude, feet. Dude, dude, did you, did you hit that? No, not that <laughs> night. <laughs> not so much later. Um, there, there's, not, there's not a lot. Here's the thing. There's like the scary movies where you're like, oh, save me and like you you know it sort of stirs up a bit of that like oh we're now safe and so we can make out Mm. um the exorcist is one of those (laughs) that like reaches into your insides and scrambles your brain and fucks you up and you just walk away from that theater going wow fuck all right so see that's why i was taking my days to freddy got fingered yeah right you know (laughs) freddy would you daddy would you like some sausage yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. They'd walk away going, dude, that was so terrible. Yeah, we like, got to hang oh, out. Oh, man. You want to make out now? Yeah, that yeah. would be much better than that movie that we just saw. Yeah. <laughs> I would do anything more than watching Tom Green in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> anything else? Anything. Touch what do you boob. got? Make me feel better yeah. about myself. <laughs> I feel so gross. I just watched Tom Green in a movie. No, but yeah, when we were watching The Exorcist, like people had their feet up on the seats. They were watching it through through their fingers and shit. Like... That movie sticks with you. Yeah, it's got a great soundtrack, just like Halloween, mm-hmm. just like Omen. They've got great soundtracks, which are pivotal to the point of that movie. If you don't have that soundtrack, you don't have that movie. And Linda Blair as Reagan is so creepy. She, I mean, another, like, I, I would put her up there with sort of like the Jodie Foster at 12, a taxi driver, <clears throat> where like having to do something so beyond her years as an actress uh, and being able to pull it off so convincing in a movie well i will say that uh to me the scenes in the bed that are so that were so scary i think now are a little cheesy well some some of the things um the head spin around and vomit scenes well are a the little, special effects are one thing the special effects are a little dated but, now so it's like eh. but really like that 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 movie the setup and everything up into that point it's terrifying when you watch it like you're not very terrifying movie. I mean, on a second watch and a third watch, maybe you know the special effects start to get to you a little bit. But when you when you first see that movie, when it's the you know you're you've never seen the movie before and you watch that movie, when her head spins around, you're like, no, oh, and then she spits up on him, and then the bed levitates, and like you know the power of Christ compels you, and like the guy falls down the stairs. Like every bit of that movie is just like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? You know, it's it's such a tense watch. It's such a, like the, your anxiety level shoots up, you know, and and your stomach is in your throat, 
the entire time you watch that movie. Except for her when she's actually throwing up. Right. It comes out of her. It comes yeah. out of her throat. It leaves her throat. It's green. At that point, yeah, it's split pea soup. <laughs> it's split pea soup. So we, we, we expect that everybody should be eating split pea soup instead of popcorn when they're watching this movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you, you talk about movies that have, you know, cultural impact and movies that spawn, you know, that have great lore to them. You know, movies that have... You know, people that, um, you know, it spurs a, f- a franchise and people write fan fiction and all that kind of stuff. This one nails every one of those categories, and that's why it tops our list. Oh, well, Corey, why don't you tell uh, everyone what's next? I'm too terrified. That scared you? Oh, oh. she just like, oh, all of the memories of that movie came rushing back. Uh, I thought you met your wife at that movie. I did. It was a great time. <laughs> From time to time, we, uh, you know, we uh, we score these movies. We score some actors. We do, you know, we have a, a rating system that that gives a number, the you know, uh, to uh, these performances and and these products, right? We do. And uh, we've never figured out a way to deal with ties. No, we haven't until this episode. Exactly. Which we. <laughs> Yeah, we we developed a system. We developed a system. We brought it back old school. It's highly scientific. Highly scientific. We brought it back to the playground. Yeah, we took it all the way back to to elementary school to decide a tie, not a coin flip, not any mini miny mo. Well, well, let, we'll let the audience just just listen. Just listen. Just, right. We'll let them listen. Yeah, and I think that they will agree with us that this is the absolute best way to determine whether or not somebody should have deserved an Oscar. Well, we'll, we'll see. Two-way time. Between American History X and Saving Private Ryan, each one had perfect score on our metric mm. of five fingers each. So how are we going to break this, Corey? Damn it. I, I mean, we, what do we even argue about? They're so vastly different. Like, how do we even come up with, like, <sighs> like what element of which would be more important than the other? I, I don't know. So we need a new metric. We need to figure out something that's just as scientific as our metric. Rock, right? paper, scissors? Oh, rock paper scissors is very definitive. Yes, let's okay. do rock paper scissors. You do, you do, you do Saving Private Ryan. I'll do American History X. All right, so I'm okay. playing for Saving Private Ryan. I got a channel. This might be Private the first Ryan. ever audio rock, rock paper, paper scissors. scissors. Okay, ready? <sighs> hold on, hold on. Mm, oh, me, 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 me. <clears throat> okay, All right, ready? Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors paper. Scissors. Ooh, oh, scissors beats paper. One damn. for Saving okay, Private Ryan. Okay, two out of three. Ryan. Ready? Go. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors rock. rock. Ooh. Rock, rock, paper, scissors, paper. Ooh. Rock. <laughs> I think we've known each other for too long. We're in each other's heads. Rock, paper, scissors, paper. Oh, damn it. We're tied. Tied. All right. Here we go. Rock, paper, scissors, rock. Don't do it again. Rock, paper, scissors, paper. Yes. Yes. Okay. Saving Private Ryan. It's science. We rock, paper, scissored it. Wins the Oscar. Take it away from Shakespeare in Love. Switch the envelope. Walk it from their cubicle right over to Spielberg and Saving Private Ryan. I am so sorry, American History X. You are second, but a with a bullet because you weren't even nominated for this fucking category. Y- you really should have been nominated for this category. So when they people switch the Wikipedia's on this, let's yes. go ahead and say that American History X deserved to be nominated. Go on to Shakespeare and Love, say that the Oscar has been ripped from them and their nomination has been rescinded from, <laughs> from uh, you know, our recommendation and then give that Oscar to Saving Private Ryan. Awesome. 
that was exhilarating. That was exhilarating. You know, there was a time when we didn't know that kind of science, Jeff. It was. I mean, I mean, really, you got to tell me, how did we even get to the five-finger metric? Well, I'll tell you via a clip, if you'll let me. All right. Well, why don't, do you want to show the do you want to show the audience a clip of us one of our first times we ever used well, the metric? This is another tie, but back then we didn't know the sweet science of rock paper scissors, Oscar. So we just you know we used our wits <laughs> and uh, old timey opinions to determine uh, which of these movies should have broken the tie. And uh, this is actually from an episode which debuted our five finger metric system. Need I say it was a glorious episode? It was, and the, the fact that we used a, a rating system and then came out with a tie for the first time did not shake us from the flaws that exist in our five finger metric. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now it's time for glory. Okay, glory. Adding glory to to the, to the list. If we added glory to the list, if it wasn't snubbed. Would we uh, recommend for? Would, do you think it's good for multiple viewings? Now I watch this movie all the time. Absolutely. So I would say yes, absolutely. It, it's one of those because because of the way the movie is is structured. It, it's definitely one of those where you come into a certain moment of the movie, and you're like, "Oh my god, this scene's about to come up." You know, it has a lot of those scenes, like like just great scenes in a movie too where you're like oh oh, this scene's coming up i'm excited i know exactly what happens in the scene i know the outcome of the movie but it doesn't matter because the stuff that's happening within those little micro pieces of this movie are so compelling that like oh i'm gonna stay here and i'm gonna watch this and i'm excited about what's coming next you know do you think it holds up through time obviously it does because it's a period it's a period piece you're not gonna look at it and be like oh this was definitely an 80s film yeah (laughs) Um, does it have compelling acting? Well, obviously it does. I mean, this has got some of the best acting. Some of the most compelling acting in this movie. And the cast is fantastic. It's got Dendell Washington. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. It's got uh, Matthew Broderick. One of Matthew Broderick's best films. Yeah, it's also got, we keep forgetting, but it's got, uh, what's his name from Robin Hood Men in Tights? Oh, Carrie Ellis. Carrie, yeah. Is that, how do you say his name? Uh, Carrie Elwes? Elwes? Yules? Elwes? 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 The Princess Bride. Princess Bride guy. <laughs> Wesley. It's got Wesley. Wesley. Wesley's in it. As you wish. Yeah. It's got the the Dread Pirate Roberts in it. Yes, it does. Okay, uh, so. Yeah, great, great cast. Compelling, absolutely. Both scores, ones on both of those. And I'm going to say I would definitely recommend this movie. I, I have. I love recommending this movie. I have recommended this movie. It's fantastic. It's it's such an impactful movie. Okay, so. Um, it's, it's a perfect score, huh? Perfect, it's five. Perfect, five. It's five fingers on our on our scale. So we have a, a tie then, yes. We have a tie between Field of Dreams and Glory. Now, if mm. if we were the if we were the Academy and we were voting on these, what would you pick, Field of Dreams or Glory? Well, if we were actually in the Academy, we would go Field of Dreams because they didn't even give a shit about Glory to nominate it. So, but it's our but this is our <laughs> this is our show. So fuck them. So, what would you pick if it was between Field of Dreams and Glory? Eileen Glory. Glory. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've seen Field of Dreams once. Um, I really, really, really liked it and want to see it again when I have, you know, an opportunity, you know, comes across my radar again. Glory, I've seen multiple times and have loved it every single time. I would say I like both of the movies. Glory would absolutely be the one I would say should get Best Picture that year. Mm. If it was just with the people that actually were nominated that year, I would pick Field of Dreams over all the other ones. Sure. But for sure, for sure, if I was to nominate anyone that came out that year, it would have been Glory. I, I completely agree. 
Hey, we agree. High five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. So glory. I mean, sh- glory's no tin cup. So so. <laughs> my gosh, fucking tin cup. I mean, glory would have been. I mean, uh, tin cup would have been better if it had like Chris Pine. Sure. 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 Yeah. I think of glory with with Chris Pine. My oh God. man. <laughs> Man, if Chris it, Pine played the, it would have been nominated. Wesley's part, Wesley's part, <laughs> or Denzel Washington's, uh, wouldn't have been the same movie. <laughs> it would have been nominated, is all we're saying. <laughs> all right, so if in the grand question of whether they should switch the envelope, absolutely they should switch the envelope. They should have. They should switch the envelope to somebody that wasn't even nominated. Yes, because there was a better movie out that year that wasn't even nominated. So the Academy in 1990, you fucked up. Give the award. To glory. And we're back! <laughs> always, I, I love doing that. Like, coming back from, from a break. We don't do breaks on this show. We I really love, don't. And we're back! Like, that's just so so. We'll fun, hit up Squarespace, like. and then we can do a lot of those breaks. Yeah, and then we'll just fill most of the podcast with advertisements. And there'll be no, like, content. It'll just be ads. Yeah, I'm sure everyone listening will love that. And we'll just get to our last segment, which is really... The best segment, I think, of all of our shows, and that is this, the point in every episode where we take the time to dedicate the episode to one special actor who did exceptional work from that year. Exactly. So just so the whole, the whole world knows what we're doing, we like to take every year, if we're in 1995, we like to find one actor in 1995 that did exceptional work. If it's 2007, we find one actor that year that did exceptional work in 2007. That is how we dedicate our episode every week. What about like if it was like 1984? If it was 1984, I would have to dedicate this podcast to somebody from 1984. 1997? Same thing. 2004. Why don't we just let the audience listen for themselves? I think uh, I think the only thing left to do is, uh, is uh, dedicate this podcast. Yeah, I think we need to do our dedication. Who are we dedicating this episode to? Well, Corey, we'd like to dedicate this podcast to Sam Elliott, who plays Wade Garrett in the 1989 film Roadhouse. Great film. Great film. Absolutely fantastic. And it's got the sways. Oh, peak sways. Let's throw it out to somebody, an actor or actress, who did something significant in 2005 that maybe didn't get noticed by the Academy that we'd like to dedicate this podcast to. This week, we're going to dedicate our podcast to the star of the 2005 film, Thank You for Smoking. This podcast is dedicated to Sam Elliott and that wonderful mustache. So now to wrap things up, as always, (laughs) we're going to dedicate this podcast to the star of the 1999 film, You Know My Name, Mr. Sam Elliott. Thank you, Sam. Thanks, Sam. You're a gem. We're gonna switch. We're gonna switch it up. We are gonna switch up our dedication. Oh, like we switched up our category. We are because we switched up our category. Now, the easy thing would be for us to dedicate this podcast to Sam Elliott for Tombstone. However, we've given so much love to Tombstone this year. There was somebody else in 1993 that needs love. So we're gonna dedicate this podcast to the star of the 1994 film, The Madness of King George, Helen Mirren. Oh, that one's for you, Corey. Oh, the best dedication ever. We'll return to our dedications next week.
there's really only one thing left to do. And what what is that thing, Jeff? There really is only one thing left left to do, and that is to dedicate our podcast. Since we're not in the fucked up year of 1930, 1930. <laughs> it's time to dedicate our podcast to the guy we always love to dedicate our podcast to, and that is the actor who played the character of John Pierce in the <laughs> in oh, the movie man. The Final Cut. We're going to dedicate our podcast to Mr. Sam Elliott. Anyway, yeah. that's uh, that's our dedication to Sam Elliott, you sexy man. Keep doing your acting, because you apparently have a movie in every fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Sam Elliott, and your glorious mustache. <laughs> All right. Go to the movies. <laughs> we had fun in 2018, didn't we? We did, and that has been our 2018 best of. Woo! We hope for more best ofs, even better best ofs, bester or best ofs for 2019. Exactly. So stay with us and listen. Yeah, keep listening. We're going to go drink some fucking champagne Let's and do celebrate it. the new year. Woo! Balls are dropping. <laughs> yeah. And those are mostly ours. Yeah. We're becoming men in 20, 2019. It'll be exciting. Won't you join us? Follow us on Instagram at Switch the Envelope, or you can hit us up on the Twitters at Switch Envelope. Always go to switchtheenvelope.com for all your podcast needs, and we'll see you at the movies. <laughs> Pete Sway's not in that film, though. <laughs> Pete Sway's? No, no, no. Pete, like Pete, P-E-T-E? Pete Swayze, not in that film. But Pe- peak. 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 Sways. Peak Sways. It was great time for Patrick Swayze. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Pete. Pete's a deadbeat. Yeah. 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 The following has been a Riff Laugh production.